Welcome to the Small But Mighty Biz Stories Podcast, where we talk about the inspiration and motivation behind your small business. Here's your host, Karen Wilson. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, and thanks for joining me for Small But Mighty Biz Stories. Today, we get to hear from Chris Peacock of To Be In Flow Neurofeedback Services. I'm super eager to learn more about your work, Chris. Thanks for coming on to share. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Great. Well, I'm thrilled to uh, to be here, Karen. Thanks so much. So yeah, so I yep, my business is to be in flow neurofeedback, and uh, I'm actually last month celebrated seven years in uh, since starting my business, which is uh, great. And yeah, congratulations! Thanks. Uh, and I came. I've worked in healthcare pretty much all my life, uh, but it, as an employee, so came late, very late to the uh, business, uh, running my own business, uh, started that at uh, 55. So a whole new world for for me. But I, uh, like I say, I've worked in healthcare all my life. And so at least I bring, was bringing uh, healthcare uh, background to what I do now, in terms of neurofeedback. And it is a basically a technology-based brain training program that is really all about calming the central nervous system and helping the brain develop new neural pathways. And that sounds all very uh, complicated, but... uh, Very (laughs) sciencey. Very sciencey. So, (laughs) you know, um, if you try to get a visual, uh, people are connected with two... A laptop with sensors on their five sensors on their head and ears. And what those sensors are doing is reading the electrical activity in their brain. And when it goes out of balance for their brain, it starts, uh, people start to hear little skips in the audio that they're listening mm. to. And those uh, skips are like holding a mirror up to the to the brain and going, hmm, you're doing this. Is that what you want to do? And the brain goes like, if we're, uh, if we're, we look in the mirror ourselves, and we have, you know, some broccoli in our teeth or something on our face, we don't think about it, we just, ooh, take it off. Um, And the, the brain's kind of the same, it goes, oh, really, I'm doing that. And then it starts to uh, rebalance itself and reset itself and do something uh, different. And so how that bringing that down uh, from a uh, sky level to reality is I primarily, uh, well, I love to work. My passion is to work with families um, who have a, a child or children who are um have additional needs or uh, neurodivergent, that seems to be a new uh, term being uh, being used. So their brain just works a little differently from, um, from everyone else. And um, so I want to have been working with, uh, with a number of families over the last uh, seven years. And what I've found is that whether it's ADHD or autism or um, Asperger's, FASD, that quite often there's uh, an underlying piece that's around the central nervous system, and often that shows up uh, as anxiety. And many of these children are obvi- also dealing with anxiety as well as whatever diagnosis they uh, they have. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's really all uh, I, I've just learned so much about how when the nervous system is out of balance, a whole bunch of other things are out of balance. So that leads to problems with sleep. It uh, leads to uh, reactivity or not being able very uh, being able to be very emotionally agile because uh, for children, well, and adults, it's like we're 
feeling prickly on the inside because our nervous system is vibrating too high. And so it doesn't take much from the outside environment to make us prickly on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. And um, and then there's often lots of physical things that go along with uh, anxiety, whether it's uh, fast heart rate or um, shallow breathing. Uh, sometimes it uh, in, uh, shows up as a tics. Um, so all sorts of physical things, pain in the uh, in the joints um, and muscles that is more in uh, adult population. Um, and then, you know, thoughts that go over and over and over uh, in our uh, head and we can't seem to to move them aside or it feels like our brain brain is uh, and thoughts are on a hamster wheel and we can't get off the hamster wheel. Yeah. And, and so those are all really good indicators that the nervous system is uh, is overactivated. And so what neurofeedback is doing is just interrupting that pattern over and over and over and over and over. Um, and as that happens, then the nervous system starts to settle, uh, settle down and we start to develop new neural pathways and all of those things that I uh, mentioned, those symptoms, then they start to uh, they start to improve. And a lot of people think um, about that or are, are much more familiar now with the term fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. And yeah. so when our nervous system is stuck in that in that pattern, then um, it means the back of the brain, which is where our emotions are, is running the show, hence reactivity and all of those things. And literally the front of the brain, which is where our problem solving ability and executive function is, um, it's like, well, I use the example because I grew up with Frazier, but it's like Frazier has left the building. Um, and there's no access to that problem solving part of the uh, of the brain. And okay. and so lots of people, whether it be children or adults who come to see me, you know, they know uh, tools that are out there to help them, their nervous system to stay more in balance, whether that's yoga or meditation or mindfulness or exercise. There's, you know, a whole raft of things that help us uh, stay in a calmer state. But when they come to see me, they know those tools are there. And it's like those tools are over on an island and they have mm. no trans no transportation to get there uh, because of of not having that access to the uh, to the frontal cortex and and uh, feeling so activated, so I talk about neurofeedback being like a bridge to get over to that island because it's just calming, calming, calming the the nervous system, and some people refer to it as uh, meditation on steroids because yeah. because it's reading the electrical activity 256 times a second. So in a 33 minute session, it can interrupt that pattern of fight or flight hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of times. And yeah. The um, thing that is so sort of interesting about that is the, uh, the fact that you have access to all of these different tools and uh, systems that you can use to cope with whatever whatever is going on, and I'm I'm sure it's like a full range of things because because life can affect you even even everyday things that we're used to can hit you the wrong way at the wrong time, and it heightens that nervous system activity. So. If you're not able, what are the thing? What would cause uh, what what causes that break where you can't access those uh, coping mechanisms, such as the meditation and other things that you mentioned? Well, because those 
those tools re- uh, do require pro- like some capacity to problem solve. So, oh, I see. Um, I see I'm really not coping. I need to go to my yoga class or I need to sit down um, and meditate or I need to get out to exercise. And we know that and it's like we're trapped and aren't able to do that. So I'll I'll get people. Yes, 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 yes. I I know. And they and I and I'm going to go to the uh, to the yoga studio and then they don't they don't get there. Because physiologically, it's not, it's, um, I'm always talking to people about separating it from our thoughts and what's going on uh, actually in the body, in our electrical system. And that's what I mean by the nervous system being out of balance. When it's so out of uh, balance, we actually physiologically don't have the capacity to do all those things. And, and, and that's how I was, because um, I, well, I haven't talked about why I uh, am doing this, it was just because um, of the, uh, of our son and the issues that he had, and because his nervous system was so out of balance, um, ours as parents was as, uh, as well. And so, you know, I would, I would just feel stupid all the time because I'd, I'd go, we'd go and talk to the social worker and, and she'd say, well, you know, when things get tough, you know, go and do some breathing and, uh, or go and do this and go and do that. And I just felt like a failure all the time because I couldn't like, yes, okay. Yes, yes. I know I'm supposed to do that. (laughs) And, and I, you know, now I understand that literally I didn't have the the capacity because my nervous system was so over uh, activated and then once mm. i was was able to bring it down then oh okay it's it's literally like a part of your brain that wasn't functioning before comes on and goes okay now i then you can start to catch yourself and go, okay, I need to leave the room right now. Yeah. Um, as opposed to responding and bring myself down before I re-engage. And, um, and, and I, and so many uh, people, and I hear that from, from parents that, you know, but I, you know, I'm so reactive to, to my child and, um, and I've learned in a whole new way about, um it, it our capacity uh within the realm of how our nervous system is uh is operating so that's where i see uh neurofeedback fitting into the the spectrum because there's you know there's all sorts of things out there there's no magic bullet for uh for anything but what i've found over the years is that it can really speed that process of getting the nervous system more into balance and then people have the the capacity all of a sudden a client who has been talking about going to yoga for a year um, or several months suddenly they find themselves signing up for for a class or they say oh well I seem to be able to you know sit for 10 minutes of of meditation now or or whatever it is and so um, just having that problem-solving capacity in the brain come back online just gives us so much more options in, in terms of how we respond to things. This is really fascinating because there, you know, I, I, uh, I have a number of family members, including my son with autism, and just the the whole um, uh, the 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 whole idea around executive function or executive dysfunction for some of us who, who struggle with that. Um, It sounds similar, but yet there's definitely a difference between what you're describing and what happens when your executive function is compromised. How, how would you explain that difference? Sorry. So the, well, it's like it's, and and maybe 
just cut me off if if I'm not getting your question uh, correctly. It's so if we use autism as a as an example, mm-hmm. if we look just at the uh, at the nervous system component of that, mm-hmm. that if the the nervous system is vibrating up here, and you know usually it's vibrating down here, and I'm putting it at the, at the top of my head, um, and uh, and down past my shoulders, that that has an impact on our on our sleep, on our ability to emotionally regulate. Um, on our ability to uh, to focus and all of that, mm. because at a nervous system level, that frontal cortex isn't engaging to the um, extent that it can. So if you if you calm the back of the brain or the emotional part of the brain, then as there starts to be a, a balance in the in the nervous system and in the and in brain function then you know then the tantrums uh start coming down the sleep improves um i ability to engage with uh with other uh people whether it be adults or to engage with other children starts to uh change their ability to um just for some children to speak who haven't uh, been speaking or have been using a few words, suddenly they're able to uh, start using uh, longer uh, sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, think the sensory overload that often happens, like our our son, uh, well, he was diagnosed with ADHD. Now that he's older, we realize that we have been dealing with uh, um, FASD or fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. And um so uh in the classroom like anything you know pencils uh going across the uh, the page or a chair moving or um there was a a boy in his class who had a you know one of those uh big balls to sit on and just the sound of it going up and down it would just all those things were way too much for for him yeah yeah and and so as his nervous systems started to calm down, then those things stopped uh, bothering him. Or that led to, we hadn't been able to go to a movie theater for years. Um, and because he didn't have that sensory overload anymore, we were able to to go into movie theaters. Um, he, uh, we were able to start playing uh, board games again because uh, he wouldn't get he wouldn't get all upset when things weren't going well and so the board stopped flying or across the uh, the room with all the pieces and and we were able to um sit down and have yeah. family games again and with uh, with friends yeah and yeah does that well, does it, that kind of answer what you yeah it's it, it it's it's almost like that that nervous system response that heightened activity is 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 blocking you know even even if you have executive function uh that's diminished it, it's even further incapacitated by the the nervous system uh being so active so so that yeah. that makes sense and and yeah. it's 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 something that, you know, I've found over the years, one of the things that I've learned is that um, uh, the best piece of advice anybody ever gave me uh, during the time when my son was being diagnosed was there's always a reason. So I try to look for why, you know, what is it that's happening that is causing a behavior rather than addressing the behavior because if you don't address the why of the behavior it's actually going you're not solving the problem at all you're not creating an environment that you know someone can actually be successful in at, at whatever it is that they they are trying to do and so um so uh i lost my train of thought for a sec (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> happens every now and then. Now and then. Um, 
<laughs> no so, worries. So that, so that, um, that shift in the environment can actually, you know, in similar ways to, uh, to what you're describing with the neural feedback can t- lessen the activity of the nervous system. But with where the neural feedback comes in and is valuable is when it's just, you know, sort of those everyday combinations of things. Like you were describing the those little noises that happen in the classroom, the inevitable noises and 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 sensations in a theater that can can prevent the enjoyment for someone who feels and experiences those things more acutely than others do. That's, yeah, that's exactly, uh, exactly right. Um, yeah, coming back to that, it's, it's like they're, um, well, they are feeling uh, prickly on the, on the inside. It's like, oh my, you know, there's something going on inside that's already irritating. Yeah. Like my insides feel irritating. So then when there's that sound or or somebody says something uh, to me in a way that um, then then I'm that irritation is magnified a hundred times. Yeah. And and so we're we're bringing down that internal irritation so that externally uh, the stresses and noise and and things don't. uh, don't irritate us to nearly the uh, the same extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the brain works in some really wondrous ways, and and so that's that's what makes this so uh, fascinating to to talk about is the that whole idea of of reconnecting the pathways. Um, how exactly does the neural feedback do that? It's, you know, you described earlier having the um, uh, the way it's set up being connected to a laptop. How, what's, what does the equipment do? Yeah, so... Uh, so again, through the the sensors. So there's uh, five sensors on the head and ears, and so what those sensors are doing in a 33 minute period is reading the electrical activity, and mm-hmm. for that for that person, and when it goes out of balance for that person's brain, because we're all different, then uh, the feedback itself is uh, little skips or interrupts in whatever audio they're listening to. So for children, it's usually they're watching movies because that's what keeps them sitting in the chair for 33 minutes Um, (laughs) or, you know, or playing on an iPad. Um, And for adults, they're usually listening to the default music, possibly watching uh, a screen or not. When, When I do sessions, I'm usually working on my uh, email because it's okay. it's ha- it's happening at an unconscious level it's happening at an electrical level so huh. the it's having the system is having a a back and forth conversation with the uh, with the electrical system and going you know coming back to that mirror analogy oh you're you're doing this or the, you know, the example I use is, um, is you, oh, you've just gone into fight or flight. Is that what you want to do? And the nervous system checks in and goes, oh, in this millisecond, I'm in a quiet room and there's no saber tooth tiger. I don't need to be in this uh, state. And it calms just uh, a little bit. Two seconds later, oh, you've just gone into fight or flight. Is that what you want to do? And that happens hundreds of times in 33, uh, 33 minutes. That's so interesting. What's the, uh, is there an ideal sort of time or place to do the, the sessions? Um, well, I mean, ideally, it's nice to be in a, uh, in a quiet uh, space. Like I have a, a lovely, quiet 
office or if uh, because with COVID now, a uh, few, not many, many people are going to offices these days. So yeah. uh, the beauty of this system is that it's a brain training. It's not a treatment. So because of that, anyone can do it. And so my business has basically turned to uh, renting systems, um, which is has been great because then I can just teach people either on Zoom or if they do want to come into the office uh, to learn it, uh, then they just take the system home with them and they do the sessions at home. And and then the whole family can do uh, sessions as uh, as well, because when one person in the household, their nervous system is out of balance, usually everybody's nervous system is out of balance. So I'm always encouraging at least one parent uh, to do sessions as uh, as well so that everybody's system starts to uh, starts to come down. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because uh, because you would avoid the kind of dissonance that can happen when you have um, somebody who's in balance and then someone who isn't or multiple people who aren't. Aren't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I've been explaining it uh, lately because, you know, usually as as we are with our children, well, oh, you know, I, I, I bought this. We, we it's here to help my child. And and I've been using the analogy on the plane, you know, when if the plane, something starts to happen with the plane, you put the oxygen mask on you first. And uh, so just, yeah, saying that same same thing, get your get yourself uh, more into balance, that's going to have an impact on your child as well. And then there's uh, more capacity to also have the uh, the child or children doing sessions too. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense because we, you know, without realizing it, we're playing off of each other in, in, in the energy we're putting out there all the time. Um, and it, 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 children are so perceptive too. They they see things um, so differently than adults, and we are so good as adults of you know packing down the stresses and things, and our nervous systems are probably all more active than we are uh, willing to admit. Oh, absolutely, and you know, and this uh, well finding neurofeedback and the impact that it had on our family. I mean, it was a gift for our son, but it was a massive gift for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, so, uh, your background is in psychology, correct? Mm -hmm. So how, uh, how do you see this as a tool for mental health? Cause it seems like that would be, um, really beneficial to someone who might be struggling. Absolutely. And like I say, the vast majority of clients that I see, either as uh, children or as adults, there's that uh, underlying anxiety uh, symptoms. So I work with a lot of uh, adults who are dealing with anxiety or depression or PTSD. And uh, mm. it just, it goes so well with therapy uh, as well. Like some, well, my wife is a is a therapist, and sometimes uh, there'll be a, a client who's so activated that they're not going to be able to engage well in therapy at the beginning. So they will come and they'll come and see me do a series of sessions, um, bring things down, and then they're just so much more accessible to therapy and and then the two can work in combination or they can just take off with uh, with the therapy so it it just uh, works in combination with so many uh, so many things that's fascinating it makes a lot of sense though because because if you're if you've got blockades up already that you don't realize how are you going to get the, the full benefit of uh, any kind of a therapy. That's 
Yeah. Or I'll, I'll have, um, uh, I was just talking earlier today, like I had um, some children uh, with uh, learning disabilities and who are, you know, getting lots of services and uh, stuff. And then uh, when they do the add the neurofeedback into that mix, suddenly the the providers who are helping them with language or movement or that suddenly say, wow, like, you know, this child is is way more engaged in like I'm actually able to do things with them uh, now yeah. and, and they're not um, resisting it uh, now. So, yeah, just to, to see everything come come together. And I mean, I t- totally uh, believe it takes uh you know, it takes a community and a village to raise a, a child. It it takes so many things to to support a a, a child who um, has some extra needs as well. Yeah. Now, I I I want to bring something up. Uh, this is not a cure. This is no. how. This is to to help people cope better have better quality of life um how would you how would you describe that in terms of not being a cure yeah yes for anything well there is yeah there's there's no magic bullet to uh to anything and especially well i I think that's across the uh the board um but it's another it's another tool in the uh Mm -hmm. in the toolbox, you know, adults ask me, well, or or parents ask me all the time, well, you know, how many sessions am I going to have to do? And, and then are we going to have to do this for the rest of our life? And my answer to, to that is particular, well, for adults, I'll say, so I know that I can bring your, or the neurofeedback can bring your nervous system down. But then we live, we don't live in a static world. Um, we're always, especially now, living in uh, stressful environments. Mm-hmm. And so you say the more, the more that they're doing to keep their nervous system in balance. So now that they have more capacity to use other tools, whatever, you know, whatever they choose those to be, um, then go off and do those. And you're not going to have to see me very often. Um, Mm. You might just need a tune up every now and then some people like the experience of neurofeedback so much that they go they, you know, that becomes uh, their yoga class, or, you know, they just like to do it on a uh, on a regular uh, basis. But we all have to be doing something to to keep ourselves in balance. And for uh, for children, you know, it's harder for them to use some of the some of the tools. And uh, so it might be a a longer process before they're able to use uh, use other tools. Over the years, since we found out that my son is autistic, I've really sought to learn more about autism from people who are actually autistic. And one thing that's been helpful to me as a parent is their views on various things we do as parents, as professionals, and authority figures in helping our kids. Um, And I'm sure you're aware there are certain things that the autistic community is very vocal in their lack of support, Uh, especially anything that's about a cure or changing the essence of an autistic person, as opposed to helping ease some of those harder aspects in their life experience. So because we've discussed the benefits of neurofeedback for people with various neurological differences, including autism, where this there are especially strong views, I wanted to give you the opportunity to address this directly. Um, From everything you've said, it's very clear to me that neurofeedback is not and never will be a cure. It isn't changing the person in any way. Uh, But what would you say to someone if they had concerns along these lines? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, definitely not what, uh, what neurofeedback is, uh, is about and yeah it's and there 
is like for, for autism, ADHD, that's, you know, that's a, that is their essence mm-hmm. and not looking to change that, looking to um, uh, help um, uh, anyone to function um, at their, uh, at their best. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and for their, uh, brain to be able to function at its, uh, at its best, but changing some, uh, some of the circuitry, um, or having new neural, uh, neural pathways is only happening in a way that is going to enhance, uh, their capacity as opposed to diminish who, who they are. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, you know, where I see this um, fitting in is to, you know, help, uh, well, particularly, you know, we've been talking all along about the, the nervous system. And so just bringing that uh, into, uh, into balance can help uh, them in terms of their capacity to, uh, to cope in the classroom, to cope in, mm. at home, to uh, be in relationship with um uh with others and to increase their own uh confidence um uh, in in so in that type of uh type of way um it's it's part of the uh we talked about that earlier that it's it's part of a a toolbox to help whoever is uh is uh, coming to me uh, to function at their uh, at what they consider their best, mm-hmm. you know that's not for me yeah. to decide. Yeah, uh, it's what they're what they're wanting. Yeah, and I think it's it's important. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that you know life life happens. The you know, and these are neurological differences that are uh, developmental, and so the brain is always changing in different ways throughout life. So it's not necessarily a one and done type of uh, therapeutic treatment. Right. And in fact, this one isn't a treatment at all. It is a uh, brain training. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and, and in that way too, um, because it is a training, it's not pushing the brain in any any direction. So, um, in terms of that uh, question, the, the person, a person's, our, our brain isn't going to do anything that's going to um, harm us mm-hmm. uh, when it's making its own decision. You know, it's well, do I want to go? It's it's giving information to the brain about what it's doing, mm-hmm. but then the brain absolutely makes its own decision as to okay, what do I want to do with that information. Yeah. Yeah. So how that works is, is that, you know, what I'll tell adults who, who come is that I can bring the nervous system down and then it's up to them to figure out uh, what best combination of tools work to keep their nervous system in balance because, because we're, we're always having stresses these days we have COVID as a you know a stress in the background all the time, um, and then there are just uh, events, and so our nervous system is is always in flux, um, and uh, and so it's whatever you know. Once the nervous system settles down, then what are they going to do on an ongoing basis? Some people decide they love doing the. Uh, the neurofeedback sessions, and so they build that into uh, their uh, their tools, and they might come uh, once a month for uh, for a tune up or something uh, like that. As well as they're you know getting out and exercising, or they've gone back to uh, uh, back to yoga. Um, for uh, children, they uh you know they're still learning and for some they don't have as much capacity uh as when they're younger to uh to take on practices such you know as yoga or um or yeah. mind- mindfulness or or meditation like 
uh, lots of children I work with, like the parents are really uh, encouraging uh, exercise as a, uh, a physical activity as a way to, you know, burn off some of that uh, extra energy. So for children, you know, what I tend to say is that there'll likely be a longer period of maintenance. Um, yeah. And and those, you know, every child is different. So those uh, maintenance or tune-up sessions, we just figure out as uh, as we go uh, as we go along. Um, and uh, and one thing I'm also always careful about, like let's say somebody comes to me and does 20 sessions and they're doing well and I don't see them for six months and then they they're in touch and you know whether it's a parent or a, or an adult saying, oh my goodness, everything's gone off the rails and and we've got to sign up for another 20 sessions. And I said, no, 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 no. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is training. And so the, you know, the brain's just uh, gotten a little lazy, or, you know, uh, for, forgot, or that that pathway just hasn't been used as often. And yeah. so um, usually one or two sessions brings, uh, brings it back into balance, because the brain remembers and goes, Oh, yes. And, uh, and then it starts using that pathway again, and, and the nervous system yeah. settles down very quickly. I can relate to that. I do that all the time. I forget what I'm doing. And suddenly I remember. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so, you know, I, I I think about my journey that we have had in our family or our journey. Um, and, you know, it, when we were when we started talking and you're describing the the work that you do, I can definitely pinpoint times where I wish I had known about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, because we, you know, we struggled and my son, you know, he'd, he'd go through these periods of times where, uh, you know, certain things were going on and there were various different triggers uh, where his nervous system was really heightened and um, he was he was struggling to cope, and I had no idea what to do to help him. Um, and I actually think that this would have been more beneficial than anything else that we tried. Um, we meddled through though and got past it. And and I just I just wonder, is there what's the youngest? Because I remember, you know, one of the the first times things came up for him, he was four. Mm -hmm. Uh how how young uh is is this effective? Um it, and is it something that uh what are the signs that people should look for either in themselves or others in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think any, any age is, uh, is, is perfect. I mean, the youngest I've had actually in my office is, uh, is four, mm -hmm. but um, it's, it's really comes down to, can the, uh, can the child be in the, in the chair or on their, uh, on their parents' lap, or uh, any way to uh, keep them in the uh, in the chair. With children on the uh, on the spectrum, uh, because of the sensory issues, often and at the beginning, there's um, they they don't like the the sensors yeah. and the and the pace, and so you know we work through. Uh, it just might be a longer process to get them started because they send some sensors home. Uh, with the uh, with the parents, and then um, the child can play with them. They can put them put them on their bear. They can yeah. put them on themselves. Get used to them. Um, there's you know things that you can uh, uh, tools that you can use to help with that uh, sensory destimulation, so that then the uh, uh, the sensors don't bother them as much. So um, with younger children, it. it it just depends how um, how ready they are uh, and right. what what preliminary things need to be done uh, to to get them to the stage where they could uh, where they could be in the chair. Definitely having for a lot of children having the movies 
um, is is a real motivator. So, uh, Indeed. so, <laughs> so that's always good. Um, and, uh, you know, I say the younger, the better. I mean, our son was 10 when we discovered this um, system. And if we could have had it five years earlier, yes, we could have saved all of us a lot of uh, heart, uh, heartache and, and stress. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's what you're, the signs that you're looking for are all signs that the nervous system is start starting to be activated. So whether that's, uh, whether that's sleep, whether that's um, difficulty regulating uh, their emotions, um, uh, having uh, focus uh, uh, issues, the, the, uh, just feeling that, um, irritation you know that they're they're um that they feel irritated all the time that that just doesn't isn't making sense yeah because those are all really good indicators that that the nervous system is out of balance and um and you know the earlier you can bring that into the balance into balance then it's so much easier for the for the child them themselves and uh, and then it's so much easier for the parents and caregivers and teachers and uh, you know it all cascades uh, down and and then they are not they are not experiencing so much pushback uh, in their uh, in their worlds and so they feel better about themselves and that's what we're looking for at the uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I think what I like about this is that it 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 there there's a lot we can do to to kind of make people's environment better for them. Less less prickly to to use your word. Yes. Um and then uh and I really like that description of it. And then and then what you then what you can do too is you're working on the brain to help the brain cope with the things that remain prickly more easily. And that, that just overall improves quality of life. And the, in my view, because it's just, uh, if you can, you can't avoid some of the things, you know, it's like the, there's fluorescent lights, you know, there's kids who have sensory processing disorder and, and no neurological, uh, uh, differences other than this uh, sensory uh, processing disorder. So, you know, there it's clothing tags and in the fluorescent blue lights and, and sunlight was one that my son struggled with too. You know, there's these different environmental factors you can't actually escape. And, and so, um, so if it's a fact of the world, then then helping people live within that world in and not have to do something like hide away in the basement is is yeah. uh, it's important because they it improves quality of life. Yeah, just that, like you say, just the basics. You know, I've had clients who, when they started coming, um, yeah, they going to the to the store to do groceries. Uh, was uh, excruciating, and yeah. uh, and uh, for for some, like okay, I've you know they would talk themselves through it. They'd be in and out of the store as quickly as they could. They get get home. Sometimes didn't have enough energy even to put the groceries away. Um, yeah. And that all that all shifts um, or terrify well most people don't want to get on a bus right now but um yeah it, true you know pre-covid uh you know being uh, being in crowds or getting on a bus really really difficult and then those activities become uh much uh much less uh, uh causing much less uh, arousal or uh, agitation yeah. So That's just the, so important. like you say, like activities of, of daily living, just being able to do those becomes uh, much more, uh, much easier if your your nervous system is in uh, is in balance. 
Oh, wow. That's, that's really amazing. Cause I, I remember when my son was younger, hearing so many parents struggling with exactly what you're describing, the trip to the grocery store, it can be, uh, it can be so hard because it's not just, you know, your worry for your child and their, uh, their reaction to this environment they're in. It's also, all the judgment you get from others. And it's this, it's this, you know, layer upon layer upon layer of stress. And you're also just trying to do the essentials of life. And yes. so it's, uh, that can be really challenging for parents. Uh, so I, I, I'd love that there are certainly options out there that are really effective. Yeah. Yeah. And I always come back to that. It's, uh, it's all about, being part of a uh, part of a team and and sometimes you're you know you use this tool at a certain time and this tool at a certain time or you or you come back and mm. forth and um and that it's you find the combination that works for uh for you and or your or your family absolutely um chris how can people get in touch with you and learn more <laughs> Sure. Well, that would be wonderful. Um, my website is uh, uh, to be in flow. I always say if people uh, can actually say that when they uh, when I'm saying my business is to be in flow, then they probably don't need to come and see me. Um, so it's the number number two and then B-E-I-N-F-L-O-W.com. So definitely see me there. I'm on uh, on Facebook as well with at, uh, to be in flow. Uh, and you can on the, my website, there's uh, anyone can book a, a complimentary uh, consult either over the phone or in the uh, in the office, and I offer a free demo in my offices as well, so that people actually get to experience it. Because I think that's mm. really important. Because yeah, uh, people know more about neurofeedback than they did uh, seven years ago. At least they've heard of it um, many times, but it's still good to go. Okay. Oh, I see. You know, once they yeah we experience it, so um, so I offer that as uh, as well. Fantastic. Well, I'll make sure that all of that information gets into the show show notes so that everybody can easily find you. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been so fascinating to, to learn more about the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you, uh, Karen. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. We've I've had a great time. <laughs> awesome. Glad to hear it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Small But Mighty Biz Stories. Want to hear more stories? Visit smallbutmightypod.com and be sure to tell us about your fave small biz so we can share their story too.